Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The Bob Cordaro Show Podcast. We reconvene the Club for Common Sense. Bob Carroll with you. Back after a week at the Joyzy Shore. I do love the ocean. I just didn't spend a lot of time there. Uh, not nearly as much as I wanted to. Uh, the house had a pool, so like, well, it was so much easier to do that. By the way, the program brought to you by Pizza Bella Mountaintop, the home of the zero-carb pizza crust. Now available at Pizza Bella Mountaintop, only Route 309 in Mountaintop. And our hourly sponsor is the Marjan Golf Course. Mount Cobb, Jefferson Township. The best bargain in golf, the best food in golf, the Marjan Golf Course. And Dunmore Lumber, 622 South Blakely Street, Dunmore. Yeah, they got selection, they've got convenience, they've got price, they've got all that. But they've got convenience. Walk up and get it done. Dumber Lumber beat the big box blues. So I, I saw something on this. By the way, Dollar Bill South Philly checking back in. Hey, Mr. Bob, welcome back. Uh, Dollar Bill South Philly, sometimes you got to be at the edge of the continent just to observe the sea and smell the ocean. I agree with you. Somebody mentioning about Antiva, Black Lives Matter, and all this these this nonsense. Uh, somebody sent it to me. I don't, you know, and, and you can't you don't know if all these things are true, but it just deserves a commentary. That this Leah Thomas, that's the male swimmer at University of Pennsylvania who competed with and defeated the women swimmers is a Antifa member. And it, does it not all make sense? They want to destroy everything. Everything for themselves to advance. Tell me what, what good he did for anyone, including transgender individuals. No, it is all narcissistic selfishness to a degree that's almost incomprehensible to most of us. That's what all of this is. All right. So we had this tragedy. 
Flight 800, and David DeCosmo covered it because there were kids from Montoursville on this flight. And the anniversary was yesterday. I wasn't here. And I said, David DeCosmo, could you do it today? And he, he gladly agreed to do so. First of all, David DeCosmo, how are you recovering from your uh, appendix surgery? Well, coming along slowly, Bob. Still got uh, very sensitive areas, but uh, I had gone in uh, a week ago Monday with some severe pains, woke my wife early in the morning, and I told her, I said, I think this is appendicitis, and uh, got to the emergency room and found it jammed with people. Uh, so I had to wait my turn. They took care of me quickly as they could. But I uh, got to a CAT scan, had to wait 60 minutes for the results of that, and the results of that uh, confirmed my self-diagnosis. But by the time they got me to the operating table, it had ruptured, so uh, did a little bit more damage. Oh. Uh, I've been just taking it easy all week. <laughs> That's awful. I mean, that, that had to be incredible agony. Yeah, yeah, it was very, very painful. Mm. And but, yet, and yet... The historian is with us today. I, I just, uh, I've got a little cough from the Canadian smoke, but other than that, you, you've been through something real, and here you are. Well, um, you know, they, they all tell me, Bob, that uh, appendicitis is a young person's ailment, so I figure I've got another 20 years or so. <laughs> but I could not miss, well, both anniversaries are important, both anniversaries had significant impact both nationally and locally. But the first, uh, as you mentioned yesterday, was the anniversary of the uh, 1969 crash of TWA Flight 800, a flight of uh, 230 people on board headed for France. Uh, and it's just some 20 minutes after takeoff from New York City, uh, the plane exploded in midair, several other uh, pilots spotted the blast and reported it and uh, immediately uh, rescue and, of course, turns out recovery efforts began. It was significant for two different reasons. First of all, it was at the time, and I believe it still is, the third most uh, uh, tragic fatal accident, air accident, in the United States. And secondly, uh, on that flight, there were 17 high school students from Montoursville, Pennsylvania, right outside of Williamsport, and five of their chaperones, all part of the French club, who were heading uh, toward Paris uh, for uh, uh, a week there. And, of course, Montoursville was uh, sweeped as the epicenter of this disaster, being that so many people, so many young people from that community had lost their lives. Mm-hmm. Um I was assigned to the story, and it is, Bob, by far the hardest story I've ever had to cover. Uh, I covered the Agnes Flood, which was perhaps the most impact uh, long-term, if not geodiasis, and I covered the George Banks mass murders, the most horrific in, in our area. But this was the hardest because I found there were a lot of people in Montoursville who wanted to express themselves concerning the tragedy, and there were others who looked at us in the news media as vultures uh, sweeping onto the scene, and that made it extremely difficult for those who 
express themselves in that way and kind of tore into those of us who were there merely doing our job and and uh, telling the news of, of the loss of these these people. And of course, the uh, story was also shrouded in a lot of controversy because there were those who claimed they had seen some site, uh, some kind of a a streak in the sky heading toward the craft before the explosion, lending uh, conspiracy theorists to uh, say that there might have been a missile fired at the plane. And consequently, there was not only uh, uh, investigation by the uh, air transportation safety people, but also by the FBI, uh, which launched a terrorist investigation. Um, that, of course... Uh, turned up nothing eventually, and uh, the problem officially was traced to uh, fuel tank vapors leaking from a center fuel tank and uh, exposed ignition wires that would have caused a spark yeah. and uh, touched off that explosion. But uh, we remember that loss today, and I remember it. It'll, it'll, I, I, I tell you, it'll haunt me forever. It really will. David DeCosmos, our guest, he's talking about Flight 800. This date, 1989, uh, blew up over Long Island. And 69, yep. 69? Right, yeah. No, you mean 89, don't you? 89, 80. You know what? Yeah. I've, I've, I've got, I'm, <laughs> I'm, talk, I'm, I'm, I'm going to my second story now. <laughs> okay. Well, let, let, me, let, me, let me finish on this, David, uh, on that story. Tell me, did you get a chance to talk to any of the parents? And I know you did talk to the community members at the time. Yes, yeah, those who wanted to talk, and I only talked with a few of the actual relatives of survivors. Uh, and, of course, it's hard to measure the depth of a tragedy like this on a community. Anytime a young person dies, it seems that there's an extra an extra woe involved, you know, you're losing a life that had such potential, and now you've lost 17 of them all at one time. These were these were key students, too. These were, you know, A-type students that uh, were that involved in their French lessons that they were going to take this excursion. So it was uh, a tragedy that, that left a deep, deep impact for many, many years. And I, I want to just mention briefly something that was... I think it's been almost forgotten, and somewhere in my <laughs> collection of papers and memorabilia here, I have a copy of a photograph taken by the mayor of that town the day after the crash. He looked to the sky, and he saw a cloud formation that, Bob, you would swear, looks like an angel, mm. and he took a, took a picture of it, and somewhere I've got that. I tried to look it up to see if it was available online. I couldn't find it. Uh, coincidence, sure, uh, very, very likely, but uh, just so such an omen uh, yeah, in, yeah. in the wake of that tragedy. Well, I mean, David, over a long career in journalism, you saw it, and when journalism was real, uh, you saw it all. And and for when you call this the most tragic story you've covered, that says a lot. Yeah. It, it was, I, 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 and I think perhaps it it hit me extra hard, Bob, because on the day that students were allowed back into school, uh, the school district sent out a memo to all the news media pleading with them not to come, and I got sent. I was one of about five who got sent anyway, and I found a spot two blocks away from the school 
where it was the corner of the school coming together but no windows. So technically speaking, I could say that's the school behind me, and yet no one in the school could see me, and you could see that, yes, it was a school building. And as I was getting ready for a noon live report, a car came around the corner, stopped in mid-street, and a lady got out, and she tore into me something fierce. Uh, what a what a vulture I was, and for being there, and and uh, milking the the woes of this community. And I'm trying to explain to this woman, ma'am, I I don't want to be here. I'm assigned to be here. I'm trying to tell the story of the loving memories left behind by these students. And I went to the state emergency management director, and I said, you know. You guys have a, a young person who's killed in front of a police officer, and he gets critical stress debriefing. And the next day, a fireman can't save a child from a fire, and he gets critical stress debriefing. And I said, I'm a reporter. I was probably 50 feet away from the fireman and 50 feet away from the policeman. So it affected me just as much, believe it or not. And if it doesn't, if you're a news person and these things don't affect you, there's something radically wrong with you as a human being. Yeah. David, do you have a couple minutes to stick with us to come back and yeah. talk about Ted Kennedy? All right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Bulldog, let's take a break. We will come back, and uh, we want to talk about Ted Kennedy because this was a banner day in his circumstances back in 1969. We shall return on the Bob Cordero Show. We played that song in the prison band, and I actually liked playing it on the drums. It wasn't as soft a version. But Getz and Gilberto, number one easy listening charts, hit with The Girl from Ipanema. This date, 1964, a great song, nevertheless. And then 1969, Senator Edward M. Kennedy. He left a party on Chappaquiddick Island. Uh, saved himself, did not save Mary Jo, the Kingston woman who was on their staff. And so everything he just said was a lie. <laughs> Which is fine. And David DeCosmo, who covered the local version of the story, and we've gone through that time where, where uh, you got the uh, information from WBZ, the recording. And But do you remember if there was any initial local coverage when the is incident happened? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was quite a bit, Bob, because it was pretty quickly known that she was a a local girl, so it hit local headlines immediately. Uh, then, of course, Senator Kennedy gave that speech, and that's what actually brought me into the story rather than just covering it. There was a movie made about Chappaquiddick uh, called Chappaquiddick. It was pretty well done, by the way, by two young men who had never even heard of Chappaquiddick before they started working on the movie. And, uh, of course, it was widely believed that uh, the incident uh, involving Senator Kennedy and that car driving off the small bridge on Chappaquiddick Island, Mary Jo trapped inside, uh, it widely believed that that cost him the presidency of the United States. I, I personally, yeah, I personally, <laughs> I personally don't doubt it. I think that he, he certainly could have uh, gone to the to the presidency, but uh, a subsequent bid that he did make uh, left him fall short in the primary. So it it really uh, killed all presidential ambitions in his behalf. But David, of course, what the, was uh, what was the, fan, the, the 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 reaction? The initial reaction of the family 
which you have told me uh, they later regretted, yeah, was, well, they, <laughs> to, was to almost be protective of Senator Kennedy. Well, because they were being protective of their, their daughter's reputation. But uh, keep in mind now, and once again, I go back to that movie. That movie ended before the big local story. Because what happened was uh, the district attorney for the Southern District of Massachusetts, his name was Edwin Denise, and he wanted an autopsy done. You see, Mary Jo's body had been removed very quickly from uh, uh, Massachusetts and brought here for burial. The medical examiner on the island uh, pronounced her death as a drowning. The scuba diver who recovered the body said, no, she was asphyxiated. She had, she had lived for a time in an air pocket inside that car. Kennedy claimed in his speech that he dove down and tried to, tried to retrieve her and couldn't. Went back to the cottage, got his cousin, another fella came back. They both tried to get out, couldn't, couldn't get in. All of them ignored the fact there was a house not far away where they could have either got in or broken in and used a telephone to call for help immediately. And David, Kennedy the, wa- the water was not incredibly deep. I was I was at that site, and I could see how someone honest to God. Well, obviously, Ted Kennedy was probably smashed, and I it's it was easy to drive off that bridge that if you're drunk. But yeah, there was a, it was a very very uh, quick turn to get on there, and if you don't make that turn precisely and immediately, you're going off. Uh, the depth, I'm not sure, and of course that would vary because it was a tidal pond. Yeah. So uh, depending on what time of day and what the tide was like, it could have changed the depth. But the main thing was that the district attorney up there in Massachusetts wanted an exhumation. Now here's where the parents come in. They fought the exhumation. They, they objected to it. And the key to getting the exhumation was the testimony of people who lived on the island, people who would say, well, if you were ever on this island, you know that you don't turn that way to get to the Chappaquiddick Ferry to take you back to the mainland. That's so obvious. And Senator Kennedy's speech when he basically said that he made a mistake in in turning in that direction. And uh, the parents opposed the exhumation. Uh, for whatever reason, ABC television refused to give uh, the district attorney a copy of Kennedy's speech. Well, I dug it out and got it through, as you said, WBZ in Boston, and uh, I had to play it. And here I am, a young reporter being sketched by people from England, uh, standing in front of that courtroom playing the thing. In the end, uh, Judge Bernard Brominski ruled that there was not enough prima facie or or obvious evidence to suggest any criminal wrongdoing. And in the absence of that, the parents' wishes then took precedent, and consequently the exhumation was denied. Now, I had heard from a cousin of the family years later that they had changed their mind. They, they had wished that that uh, exhumation had taken place. But at the time, you know, perhaps the death was too fresh yeah. in their memories and, and, uh, and they were too distraught by it and too worried about the reputation and uh, consequently took the position they did. Uh, the, the whole exhumation hearing was never included in that movie. That was a whole separate chapter that happened after, uh, after his speech. Well, David DeCosmo, we uh, always appreciate you being with us uh Flight 800 and uh, the Kennedy-Kopechny 
situation. We we love the fact that you were at the epicenter of both of those stories, and thank you for bringing it to our listeners. Thanks, Bob, and let me make one clarification. Flight 800, 1996. 96, okay. Right, all yeah. All right, super. Thank and uh, I'll, t- I'll talk with you again. Hope all your news is good. David, get better. Look forward to you uh, in studio at some point soon. Thank you, my friend. Right, Bye-bye. My friend. David DeCosmo. We'll take this break and come back with the weather. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Joe Snedeker. Today, partly sunny, humid, scattered showers and thunderstorms, high of 87. Tonight, partly cloudy, low of 65. Tomorrow, sunny and mostly dry, lower humidity. Chance of scattered showers, high of 85. Thursday, partly sunny with late-day showers and thunderstorms, high of 87. All right, well, Mary Regina sent in the Mother Teresa for the day. I don't want to go to that quickly. Uh... July 18th. Abandonment abandonment is an awful poverty. There are poor people everywhere, but the deepest poverty is not being loved. St. Teresa. Every every day, it really is an inspiration. Well, if you ask the right questions, you'll be able to see Dave. Well, <laughs> get out of here. Everybody's w- wishing David DeCosmo to get better, and he will. He will. Because he's kept himself in shape. And he, he's he's on that treadmill constantly. So I think he'll overcome this quickly. Somebody said in the movie, which I did not see, it says the car wasn't even completely submerged. You could see the upside-down car and wheels. I, uh, I you remember pictures of it, like the actual pictures. This wasn't some Herculean effort required. Teddy Kennedy saved himself. He did not care about Mary Jo Kopechny. Did he dive down? He meant to dive down and make sure she was dead and couldn't talk about him. Yeah. So that's that's what that was. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, it's hard to understand. It truly is. All right. Well, let's go to Clive from Beaumont. Hi, Clive. Good morning, Bob. Welcome back. I hope you had a nice vacation. Yes, I'm exhausted, but it was great. <laughs> so it's all about anyhow. TWA Flight 800, as an experienced military pilot and one who holds a commercial pilot's license, I can tell you with total certainty that if the cause of that was a spark igniting fumes in the fuel tank, the entire fleet would have been grounded until the necessary action was taken to fix that problem so it didn't happen again. Hmm. And that didn't happen. So one or two things play out here. One, they don't know what happened. Or two, they do, and it's covered up. I I remember the scrutiny of that incident, and I don't know how they could have covered it up. I'll, I'll I'd sort of look at it, Clive. 
I'd agree with the first half of it, which is they never exactly found out what was wrong. But at the same time, you're right. It's a thought I never, uh, and I haven't thought about it much, obviously, since 1996. Uh, Yeah, the whole fleet of 747s would have been grounded. Absolutely. That's, That's SOP. Whenever an aircraft has a problem that's either known or unknown, Fleet, entire fleet is grounded until the necessary action is taken to make sure it doesn't happen again. And I knew that back then, whenever this theory came out that it was fumes in the fuel tank. Well, if it can happen to TWA Flight, flight 800, it can happen to any of the other 747s. Yeah. So I'm just not buying it. It was fumes that ignited in the fuel tank. No. There's still there is still controversy. I read a um, a novel uh, regarding this, and they pointed to terrorism as the cause, and uh, it was very credible. <laughs> it just was. I don't know if it was a missile or a bomb. Uh, I'm not ruling that out, but I do know it wasn't fumes in a fuel tank that ignited because. It had been, as I stated, the entire fleet would have been grounded, and that didn't happen. Yeah, very important point. I, I appreciate that, Clive. And 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 based on your experience, uh, it's even more credible. And and the questions continue all these years later. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Sure, Bob. All right. Yeah, that's that's an interesting question, and I think. Um, an important one. All right, let's do this. I want to I want to get one more call in because we're going to be joined after this break uh, by Leah Janakopoulos, who was my guest on the uh, Bob Cardaro Show on TV uh, this Sunday. And we want to talk about the extended interview and version on YouTube. But let's go to Luciano now. How are you, Luciano? Thanks for your patience. Thank you for taking my call, Bob. I hope you get better, but it's true. Biblically speaking, do you know that honey has been around for thousands of years? Even Jesus ate honey. Moses ate honey for 40, 40 plus years. It's the, the complete protein, the complete food. It's the only food that can be preserved for hundreds and hundreds of years. It's the most highly concentrated form of a complete food that the good Lord created. By the way, don't don't buy organic. Only buy organic honey and let it not be heated. Heating kills all the properties and nutrients. And by the way, one more last thing about honey. It is the only food, very few foods that's mentioned in the Old and New Testament. Now, if it's good enough for Jesus and Moses to eat it, they ate it with fish. It's good enough for any human being. And you know and, what, and Luciano? Last, I like milk yes, and honey ahead. together. Yes, it's absolutely protein, calcium, it's absolutely extremely beneficial. Not because I say it, because the good Lord Jesus Christ created honey and it hasn't been created. As a matter of fact, since you brought, I, I learned more about culinary foods than when I graduated from culinary school on my own. But anyway, one last comment about these no-label groups. Do you know that Joe Manchin is being uh, challenged by the governor, the present governor of oh, yeah, West he knows Virginia? He's on his, he knows he's justice. on his way out. He's, he's down 20 points in that West Virginia Senate race. Yeah, justice, governor justice. Is, that's why he's jumping onto the no-label. And by the way, Bob, I hope you recover more completely. Thank you, Bob. Take All care, right, brother. my friend. Thank you, Luciano. Right. Thank you. 
We're going to take this break. We're going to come back. Leah Janakopoulos is our guest. She's the uh, she's from One Source Realty, One Source ERA Realty, and she was my special guest Sunday on the Bob Cadaro Show on TV. She was the Power Brunch Player of the Week. We'll be back with her. Oh, we had to play it to that point. That's the Beach Boys, July 18, 1966. They released that great song, Wouldn't It Be Nice. Well, Sunday, I told you, we had um, my friend Leah Janakopoulos on the television show. And, and she had such a great perspective on her business, the real estate business. And a great perspective on this area, as, you know, speaking to us as a young person. She's like 30 years younger than me. And uh, I just thought it was a great optimistic message. It is now on YouTube. You just go to the Bob Cadaro, you go to YouTube, the Bob Cadaro Show on TV, and you'll see not only Charlie Wysocki, who we're going to have after the 11 o'clock hour, but you will see Leah Janikopoulos as well and that, that interview. Leah, I enjoyed it very much. Uh, I hope you enjoyed watching it as we both enjoyed doing the interview. I did. I did. It was definitely great, and I had a lot of great feedback as well. So I definitely appreciate the opportunity. Well, I mean, it's one of the most watched, uh, other than the, like the local news, it's the second most watched uh, locally produced program, the Bob Cadaro Show on TV. And, and they get to see great stuff like that. So, like, Leah, for those who didn't get to, to uh, watch it yet, and they'll have to go to YouTube to check it out, uh, you, you just explained to summarize it, that there was a, you know, yourself and, and Sunita Roar up at um, ERA Real Estate that establishing the relationship with your clients and understanding what they need and they want is the most important part of your job. Well, oh, a thousand percent it is. It's, it's definitely something that is, you know, you have to always understand who and what you're working with and what your audience is and what their why is. Like I said on Sunday, that is, you know, it's, it's a lot more than just a job for me. It's, it's something that I, I care about. And that is what I think is most important too, is that I said the other day, I'll show you four houses or I'll show you 400 houses. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. And the other part about the interview that, that struck me, and that's why the extended version is worth watching uh, your optimism about this area for young people to to live, to work, and to raise families. Yeah, I think it's a great area. I think there's just so much that's here for everybody. I just think there's just a lot that goes on, and it's it's like I said to you the other day. It's not it's not the old Scranton. It's not what it was. It's it's a lot more. There's more to offer. There's more here. So with that being said, I just think it's a great opportunity for everybody to see what Scranton has to offer and what the downtown area has become. I mean, look at that marketplace. Look at the little shops in there, Penn Avenue, all of downtown, the apartments. It's just a lot more than what, you know, it was. And that's what I think is so important. And when we talked about those, the, the various developers doing doing great things the you know Mamano and Jefferson and Basiliga and Donahue we, we you really do have a strong base of entrepreneurs and they're facing some roadblocks from local government and all that but they're doing amazing things and and build the Rinaldi's building 
properties and apartments and condos that transport people, you know, far beyond. Right. Yeah, and I, but, you know, and also, too, these apartment complexes are such, they have such nice modern-day amenities, too, so I definitely think it's, it's dragging a mix of all crowds to want to be here and in this area. I think that's another important thing that's, you know, something that we have to think about as well. They, it caters to everybody. It's not just a, uh, it's not a, it's, it's more, it's a one-size-fits-all, I guess, but in different ways for everybody. It has something to offer to everybody. Now, uh, you have, and you've, you got in on the Rinaldi's properties, and so, like, you're not just a real estate agent. You're into property management, relocation services with ERA, uh, one source, and, and also um, ownership. So you see, you see all of it in addition to selling real estate. Yes, which is really nice. It's definitely nice to have that mix of everything. So I think that helps, too, because I have an understanding of all assets of the business, you know, like the property management, the renting, getting into all of that. And it, it definitely helps. I definitely think that's something that helps me be able to be a little bit more adverse as well, you know, like to, to know my market better. Leah Janikopoulos is our guest. Uh, she is with ERA One Source Realty, and she was my special guest, Power Brunch Player of the Week. Sunday, the um, uh, YouTube version is now available under the Bob Cadaro Show on TV. And we had a nice discussion within the confines of the half-hour show and then went far beyond that uh, on the YouTube version, and we call BCTV Extra. And... Among the things you talked about was the state of the marketplace for real estate in northeastern Pennsylvania. And ERA One Source is a regional firm, so you see it all over. And you think the market's pretty strong right now, is it not? Oh, it's definitely very strong right now. It's it's awesome. It's got... It's just, it's been crazy. I had bidding wars again over the weekend, and it's nice to see a lot of people wanting to move into the area and be in this area. We And we talked about a, another key aspect is when you see uh, these companies coming in, particularly distribution companies, which has become almost the backbone and bread and butter of the local economy, uh, Leah Janikopoulos, you say that that even the regular line workers – can find a house or a property to buy in Northeast Pennsylvania? There's something for everyone. It, and, and it might not be a quick find, but it might be something, you know, we have to, it might be a couple months, it might be a year, but there's a, there's something for everyone. It just depends on how much you want to wait and how, what, what your time frame is. Well, I think patience is a key, though, right? I mean, because there may be several properties that are right for any particular buyer, but you know, really patience has got to be very important. Yeah, exactly. But now, so, go ahead. Go ahead, Lee. I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying you have to, it, patience is very important. Patience plays a huge role in everything. And that is just something everyone has to keep in mind that it, you're not going to find your house in two seconds anymore. So it is taking a long time and it's taking time for everything. Now, when you say a long time, um, uh, if I'm not looking for my dream house, I'm looking for my maybe, my maybe uh, forever house, maybe forever house, but something that gives me flexibility to move up if my circumstances change. Uh, how long is a typical search if there's such a thing? 
it, it can, honestly, I'm still working with people after a year. It all depends. It's honestly, it's been taking quite, you know, it all depends on what you're looking for and if you're open to stuff or what your, what your needs and what your wants are. Sometimes it is taking a lot more time because, you know, you might be stuck to a certain area or have something in mind and time might be on your side that you don't have to rush. So that is something too that, you know, or, you know, there are people that have to move because their lease is up and they want to get in somewhere. Yeah. It's a, it's a fascinating business and a fascinating conversation. I appreciate it very much, Leah. Leah Janakopoulos, ERA One Source Realty. Check her out on YouTube version of the Bob Canaro Show on TV. You will learn a lot, and you're going to enjoy the interview. I really think so. Leah, thank you. Thank you. All right. We'll be back. It's time for Bloomberg Money Minute. We'll do that. We'll come back. We've got some news with Paula Degnan. And Charlie Waisaki's going to check in. Well, Ringo, Octopus Garden, he, he cut the lead vocals for Octopus Garden this date in 1969. As we head up to the news, I want to remember the veterans who we lost in May that we celebrate today, that we honor today. John Raynock of Weatherly, Lester Startzel of Hazelton, born in Coldale, lived in Tamaqua, Richard Kamashak of Freeland, late of Hazelton, well, he was born in Hazelton, Ralph Maruka, Wyoming, Kenneth France of West Pittston. Veterans we lost, and I, I always use this slang, saying from uh, Dickens, we may never see their likes again. Time for the news. Bob Canaro, W-I-L-K. We're going to come back. we got another big hour of this Club for Common Sense. We'll return. W-I-L-K News Radio. This is the Bob Cordaro Show Podcast. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.